Thank you, listener, for tuning in to Man of the Making with Fallen Monk, Rajan Shankara, and myself, Rockers. And thank you, Raj, for being here with me to record this episode. Well, hey, Rockers, thank you so much. So another Q&A, uh, we'll get right into it. The first question, how are thoughts formulated? Do you need more context to that? Yes and no. I guess one, I could answer that, but uh, if you have more context, I'll answer it more specifically. It's a, it's a very general question, in other words. So you could just say, well, thoughts are kind of an inherent, uh, well, their thoughts are an innate form of, a, of, our, of our brain. I don't, I don't even know if anyone knows the, the answer of where or how thoughts are triggered, but we do know that we think, and, and thanks to, uh, I believe that was Kant, uh, I think, therefore, I am. Um, so what made me ask that question was um, the thought that if a language didn't exist, we would still form thoughts in a different way, but we will still do it in some way. So that language is not essential to us forming thoughts, but that's how we currently do it. Okay, hang on, hang on. So I was wrong. Um, that was Descartes. I think, therefore, I am. Okay, it's a famous phrase in uh, philosophy, but it's not, Descartes, I, I think, was mostly, uh, I don't think his ideas are widely used anymore. I'm not totally sure. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, okay, now that you've said what you said, well, say, say it one more time. So what triggered me to ask that question was the thought that if language didn't exist, we would still form thoughts in a different way. Um, so language isn't essential for us to form thoughts, but that's how we currently do it. Well, well, we, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, we don't need language. But language isn't necessarily the expression of thought, or it's not the only expression of thought, right? It, language is just one expression of thought. Um, a lot of things we do are an expression of thought. And, and uh, before, we see, before we even see someone, uh, before we even speak, we express thought. Um, and that's the major difference between thought is subconscious uh, or unconscious thought and conscious thought. Um, a lot of things we do are, are a factor of, of our desire, right? Our thought towards wanting something, but we don't actually know that we want or desire it, but we do it. So uh, we don't, we're much more efficient um, you know, than most people think. If, imagine if you had to have a separate thought for every action you performed, you would go insane with just thought. Instead, we wake up in the morning 
um, because we want to, you know, we, we naturally get up. There, there's, a, there's a structure of thought there. We, we, we get out of bed. There's another unconscious um, structure of thought. We start moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other. All of that requires a synapse in the brain to fire um, and basically create a message, uh, or like sending a letter to the, the brain, to the different parts of the body through the nervous system saying, you know, it's, it's time to do X, Y, and Z because that's what we, what, what we want to do. All of that is an expression or a type of language. So let's say in our primitive days, when we first started to innovate, well, I don't know how to phrase this. That wasn't the right phrasing. Um, so well, look, you have to look at it like this. You have to look at the who cares, like the why. What is the what is the um, what is the meaning behind the thought that, uh, of your? The, what is the meaning behind the inquiry? What is gained? Uh, and that's the number one question we ask ourselves. Uh, we should be asking ourselves yeah, for everything. True. Right? I what in the world are you talking about? Now. Yeah, when I was in deep thought before, I did think, how much should I actually be thinking about things? Yes, it, it could be. So over over uh, analytical thinking or over analyzing a thought is is uh just the opposite end of the spectrum or, or uh, you know just another fanatical perspective towards towards uh, express self-expression um at some point we need to act and we need to do stuff um and get thought out of the way um get um, ourselves out of the way and just just act uh but what I'm just curious, I'm not asking philosophically, I'm asking practically, um, what made you start thinking about the origins of, of thought? It's an interesting uh, dialogue. Um, similar to what I said before, um, if there wasn't language, then how would we think? So in our primitive days, when maybe we only made sounds or along those lines, um, because thinking now, when in deep thought, it's all in terms of language. I'm talking to myself through the use of language. So yeah, just wondering how it would have been before we knew language. How I don't know. I, I've never actually thought about it. Um, I imagine it was less evolved, right? We're evolving thought all the time. Uh, it's so much so that you know we see something and the moment we see it, we know it's real. You know, one of my favorite uh, thoughts, when I, when I actually first started thinking about this kind of thing, uh, philosophically, I thought about skateboarding and the evolution of skateboarding. Basically, when skateboards first came out in California, um, you know, back in the 60s or maybe 80s, I'm not really sure. Someone can fact check me on that one. But um, skateboards eventually came out thanks to surfers not having anything to do. And they, they 
could only perform a certain function um, based on limitation of, of what is possible. So now, if you if you juxtapose the past to the present, you have skateboarders watching this um, history uh, on YouTube of what's possible. And young skateboarders are doing things that our, our, our generation of skateboarders never thought possible. And it was like straight out of, it's straight out of a video game. When you see a young kid today skateboarder who is talented, it's, it, it's better than the best skateboarders 10 years ago. Right. So, so that kind of evolution is, is, um, you can see that kind of evolution along all lines of, of activity and performance. So the same with runners, the same with all kinds of athletes and, and, uh, not everything though. I, I would say some things have gone down like writing, um, the best writers, uh, I'm not sure that of today's world have surpassed the best writers of the past. I think it's actually gotten worse in, in terms of writing. So, uh, uh, that's another interesting thought. We don't actually evolve in all things all the time. I think we can actually get worse at certain things. But with that example, maybe we have evolved, but there's just so much um, writing around that it's hard to pick out the, maybe the actual good writings get lost within or the writings are available. That's, that could, that's very well true. Uh, that could, uh, absolutely. And in fact, um, uh, Jordan Peterson uh, was speaking about this in a lecture once, I think last year. He was saying how the computer allows us to create the best thought possible um, and, and the best writing possible because for the first time in history, we can, when that was invented, that was the first time in history that we could take a thought and put it down in writing and then revise it an infinite amount of times until it was perfect. So that ability is creating the best known expression of writing known, uh, the best known expression of writing in history. So he's saying the exact opposite of what I'm saying. Um, and that he's saying that he's giving the computer credit to, to an evolution of language uh, that we, we don't even know the, the full consequences yet. And um, I suppose um, that's an interesting thought. However, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how true it is, um, it, but it, it, it's a good thought. It's something that's worth thinking about more. Okay, uh, next question. Um, there are things you can learn from other people's experiences, so you don't have to go through them yourself. But yeah. what things do you think people need to experience for themselves? You know, that's a really good question. There's a couple ways to answer that. Said most simply, I would say that we need to experience everything that we experience. It's just a part of our karmic um, evolution. It's, it's not something that we can get away from. 
On the other hand, it would seem that just like it seems like this kind of theme of this conversation is, is evolution of thought. Um, we are evolving our karmic um, uh, burdens. We're, we're evolving as a, as, a, as, a, as a society and civilization so that our karmic history, uh, the standards are being raised. So what we used to have to go through karmically doesn't seem to be the case. For example, karmically, we had to understand horses to uh, use them as transportation. Now that's no longer a karmic uh, need, and we're being born, and uh, you don't need to know the first damn thing about a horse. Um, and I don't think most people ever will. And eventually, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be another type of transport, and we'll, we won't need to know about ground cars. We'll say, whoa, people, like, really? They, they drove on asphalt? And... <laughs> They didn't just zip from one place to another, you know. So eventually, uh, we'll we'll evolve to a point where we don't need to experience certain things, and then whatever we do experience will be necessary. Now, I, I, I guess that helps me understand the answer to your question better. And maybe the answer is, we'll we'll always have to go through um, human karma. We'll always have to go through emotional karma and, and trauma that results in, in self-reflection. Um, I don't think we will evolve. I don't think we can evolve out of that because that's what this earth is, is for. It's for the evolution of hardship. So we'll never evolve out of hardship in one form or another. Um, our, our hardships and our challenges will change and get better. In other words, you know, we won't necessarily have to deal with cancer eventually. That'll be a, a, an, a karmic a rarity, I would think, in the future. But we'll always have, you know, something revolving around health or, or the mind, especially death, right? That, that will be a, always be something to... Uh, experience and go through uh, and hopefully death doesn't get uh, evolved to a point where it doesn't exist anymore that would be the, a true uh, tragedy yeah I won't get into that now but yeah that would be who wouldn't who knows the consequences of that because because that is that 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 assumes that you know, want, wanting death to be eradicated assumes that life is the ideal place to sit and stay and that life in this form is the best. However, if you look at all mythological and theological texts that exist, that's simply not the case. Um, there is no uh, mythology or a theology that supports this earth being the very best uh, there is. And in fact, uh, it, this is actually the beginning stages of uh, evolution and that um, everything after this is, is, uh, would be better. Unless you're dealing with science, science declares that the only thing we know at this moment is the best, which that'll never get you um, 
that'll never get you into innovation, you know. Okay, I'll ask a, um, a separate question um, yeah. to finish off. What is a profound thing or concept you've learned recently? Okay, that's a great question. All right, I, I think, so I write these down um, in my Facebook. Uh, I, I always document things I learn. So if you, so I'm going to go through my, instead of thinking about it, I'm going to go through my Facebook and just see what it says. Okay. So one thing, so in regards to relationships, um, I've learned that uh, talking about um, children and family values, uh, religious values, and what, what you both believe in happens after you die. I believe that's the, I'm, I'm learning that that is um, a, a, a recipe for success. If you talk about that with your uh, person you're dating early on. And one of the things that Helena and I talked about, probably within the first 30 minutes of meeting each other, was all of these topics. You know, what, what do you believe in in regards to spirituality? What happens when we die? Um, you know, nature, things of the soul and, you know, do you want children? Uh, and then the, the rest of it's easy. The rest of your relationship then is, is much easier in a sense that you don't have um, these confusion spots. You just learn things together um, instead of wondering what the other person thinks. Another thing. Okay. So another thing I've been thinking about lately is the, um, not necessarily that I've learned, but I'm wondering why Judeo-Christian followers um, believe that um, uh, Western philosophy is developed on, on Judeo-Christian um, commandments um, when Judeo-Christian civilization is not that old and all Eastern philosophy predates Judeo-Christian philosophy. So why doesn't Judeo-Christian philosophy um, give credit to that which came before it? That's, that's one thing I've been wondering about. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing how easy it is uh, to read a book and how quickly you can read a book as long, so long as you stay away from social media. And I'm trying to teach that to people. And if there is a... a a most profound thing I've recently realized. We, we are. I, I think it's 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 the ongoing um, it's the ongoing proof or or validation that this is a subjective world, not an objective one, um, and that's why I think scientists have have so much difficulty in communicating with people uh, and engineers and and you know the scientifically oriented people are so stubborn. Um, this world is not something that is built around that which you can prove uh, in a laboratory or in, a, in, a, in, a, in an experiment um, with, with tangible results. If anything, this world is, is uh, anecdotal. It's, it's subjective and everyone 
on this planet believes what they're going to believe based on nothing but their own experience. And uh, to prove otherwise is, is, a, is a, a waste of everyone's time. And uh, the faster you realize that, the, the much more peaceful of a world you'll, you'll live in um, because you've just realized that you can create your own world. And it's a wonderful place if you are a good creator. That's really nice. Yeah, I think a really nice way to end. Awesome. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so I did want to tell all of our listeners, um, our Facebook group is kind of picking up uh, and, I, and I'm offering an invitation um, to join the Facebook group that I started some, uh, some time in 2019, I think. Um, there's over a hundred members now and it's getting uh, much more active and, and we're just talking about these principles uh, and we'll, we'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Um, I just think that's an interesting place to develop thought like we're doing here and ask questions um, and, and um, get accountability for um, critical thinking and, and, uh, the, I've, I've experienced a lot of Facebook groups and um, they all suck for the most part. They end up becoming um, unruly wild places with just ad marketing and, you know, there's no admin power there's no, or there's too much and you can't actually get a, get a post across disagreeing with anything or else the post is denied um, or, you know, you can't, you can't get past these stupid marketers who just want to friend you and then send you messages about, uh, you know, marketing their own, their own business. So, um, I think this group is something that's developing to be a, a, one of the best groups on Facebook. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll add the link. Um, and thank you. Thank you, Raj, for, for your time and till next week. Yeah, I look forward to, to the next podcast. We're going to try to get um, one of my friends uh, who is an astrologer on here. He's uh, an intelligent uh, man. Um, and we'll ask him some interesting uh, questions and just have a neat conversation with him about what he thinks about uh, Vedic astrology, which is pretty interesting stuff. And um, a friend of mine in London, um, Mirage. We're going to get him on here pretty soon and uh, just talk about uh, spirituality in London and, and uh, what it's like um, to, be, to be living in London right now and be a, a yogi. Awesome. Looking forward to that.